out to me, and it's the first seven, seven verses here. And this is very familiar, and we hear it all the time. I think I told you wrong, Alan or Tim. It's Luke 2, 1 through 7. I'm sorry. I'm just going, okay. In those days, Caesar Augustus, and this is the first few verses of the Christmas story. You've heard it a hundred times. But just listen to it and just hear what God would say to us today. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. If you read in the Amplified Bible, and I read in a couple of other uh, versions of the Bible, it says there was no place for them. In the Amplified, it says there was no place or room for them. There was no place for him. And I want us to stay there for just a second this morning. Let's pray. Lord, just speak to us today. Father, help us to today make room for you in our lives. Father, in our busy lives that are so full of things, Father, that we could just fill up our time with all kinds of good things. But, Father, you want to be the Savior King of our life. And, Father, help us to make room for you. Speak to us right now in these next few moments. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I've been going through, and I always try to relook at all the characters in the Bible. Next Sunday, I'm going to be preaching about the shepherds. On Christmas Sunday, I've, I've just the Lord just spoke to me last week and, and felt like the way, that's the way I was supposed to go. But this week, uh, as we were going through these songs, that part that uh, the, the narrators read in there, uh, not here, not now, not him. That was just hard on my heart. And, and I got to thinking about the different characters in the word. And, and when you look at the different characters that are in this story, there's some that say, not here, not now, not him. Herod the king, I, I started reading about Herod the king, and, and Herod had no room for Jesus. He had no room for him in his life. In fact, he tried to get rid of Jesus. Herod was, lots of people think that, that the, the story of Jesus was just told to the poor people. It was just told to the shepherds. It was told to those who, who were kind of on the lower end of the scale. <coughs> Truth of the matter is that Herod had heard about it. The, the three kings or the wise men or whatever you want to call them had come and said, we're going to search out Jesus. We're going to search out the king of the Jews. And, and Herod knew about it. So from the top of, the, of the, the highest people in the world to the lowest people in the world, the birth of Jesus was foretold. The birth of Jesus was said. And so you had to decide, what am I going to do with the information that is given to me. And we all have to decide that. We all have to decide, what am I going to do with the fact that Jesus has come into the world? Herod had everything. 
He had everything a man could, could imagine. When we w- uh, had the privilege of going to the Holy Land, we got to see different places that Herod had built and cities that he built. And it was sort of like he had a summer home. He had uh, like weekend places. He had all these places. And every one of them, they said, was state of the art. In, in Herod's day, he had everything state of the art. He was probably one of the richest men in the world at that time. He had more stuff, more things, more power than many people in all the world. He had everything. So he had no room for Jesus. He had the things he wanted to do. He had the aspirations that he had for his life. He had the plans that he had for his life. And if you read anything about Herod, Herod was not really one to listen to anyone else's ideas in his life. Herod was one that if someone came along and said, you know, you might ought to do things like this, Herod killed him. He killed several people in his own family, including his wife. She didn't make his sandwich just right one day. And so, no, I don't know what happened. But anyway, he just said, I'm not, I don't want you around anymore. Herod had no room for Jesus. Herod had no room for anyone in his life. Because he had his life planned out. This is the way I'm going to be. I'm going to be the king of my life. I'm going to be the king of these people. I will do what I want when I want. And I have no room even for a savior king to come into my life. There are some other uh, characters in, in, the, in, the, in this story here. It tells here in this last verse here, she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. If you look at that word, uh, many Bible scholars think that probably was not an inn, like a motel or anything like that. They probably think it was someone's home, probably someone related to Joseph, someone in his family because that's where they were going. And it says that this, that this was probably some, he had, was probably to come and stay in with relatives. And they said, look, we were, and they were probably ashamed of him. His wife's pregnant. They're not really married. And they have this story about that she's been conceived. She's conceived of the Holy Spirit. Cindy and I were talking yesterday. It was interesting to me. She said, do you know that after Mary had the baby, she was still a virgin? She's still a virgin. She's had a baby and she's still a virgin. I had never thought, you know, you think, well, she's had a baby. She was still a virgin. We believe that. And there's many churches today that are kind of throwing that out the window. We believe that Mary was a virgin. We believe that Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. And they come with this story to their family. Can you imagine if your daughter came to you and said, you know, I'm going to have a baby, but it's from the Holy Spirit. What would you say? It'd be very hard to believe. What if, what if you were her uh, going to be husband and she said, look, I'm carrying a baby and it's not yours. It's God's. What would you say? And this is what she was dealing with. And so they come probably to, it could have been a motel. Uh, it could have been a family, but no, to, no matter what happened, someone said, look, we don't have room for you in our lives. We don't have room for you. That's not going to work out for us. And so we're going to kind of set you over here. We, it's okay. We'll, we'll let you be around, but we're going to set you over here. And you can kind of just be on the outskirts of what we're doing here. But we don't have room for you to be in the middle of us. And sometimes we're that way, aren't we? we want, we're, we're okay with having Jesus around, but, but, it's, but we don't want him to, to be up in the middle of everything we do. He can kind of be something that we do on the weekends, but, but we don't really want him up in our lives in the middle of, of, of what we do during the week and the way that we talk and the way that we act and the way that we uh, conduct ourselves with others. 
We want to be able to to spend our money the way we want to spend it. We want to be able to live our life the way we want to live it. We don't want to have to check with God on anything like that. And so, so if he's on the edges or kind of just, we'll just push him out here in the stable as long as he's around, because we want him around when we need him, because there'll be some times we want to cry out to him. We want him close enough that he can come in and help us, but we really don't want him with us. We don't want God with us. And that's what Jesus was. He came to be God with us, not God on the outskirts, not God in the stable, but God with us. But many of us don't have enough room. You say, pastor, I've got, I got so much going on. I've got work and you have to work. And I've got to work long. I've got to work a lot of hours because there's lots of things that I want. There's things that I have in my mind that I need. And, and so I have to work a lot. And I understand that. But God has to be in your life. God has to be the first thing in your life. Say, Pastor, I've got all kinds of activities and, and good things. And they're not immoral activities. And I understand that. There's good activities. There's good things to do. But if you're not careful, our good activities fill our lives until there's no more room for Jesus. And I want to ask you this morning, do you feel like you filled your life to where you no longer have room for Jesus? Because I'm telling you, it is easy to do in the world we live, live in. Or have you come to the place where your answer to Jesus is just like the reading today, not here, not now, not him, not here, Lord, not at this place in my life. Maybe when I settle down, I can remember people that I've known in my life. They say, you know, when I get married, when I get married, I'm going to settle down and I'm going to follow God. And they get married and they get going on doing things like that. When, when, when we have kids, when we have kids, then that's when we're going to, we're going to, then, then we're going to get, when our kids get out of the house, then I'm going to have time. And then, and when, when we get grandkids, then, then I'm going to, and it's always when, when, whenever I get into this next job, whenever things slows down, whenever, what we're really saying is not here, not at this place in my life. God, I really just don't have room for you to be Savior and Lord of my life. Not here, not at this place in my life. Maybe, maybe at another time, not now. I'm so busy. Think uh, there's all these things that that I want to do. I don't have time to to do the things that you want me to do. I, I've got so much activity in my life. I don't have time for God in my life. But I, but I want you to be around. I, I want you to be in case I need you. In case something happens. In case somebody gets sick or I get in trouble. Or something, I want you. I want you around on the edges. But I don't want you up in the middle of it because I've got things I want to do. I don't have time for you. Not now. Maybe later. But I want you to know when we say not here and not now, what we're really saying is not you. I don't want you. Because we're saying not him. Because if we really believe that Jesus is God and we really believe that God is God, then we're saying, God, I don't want you. We're not saying not here or not now. We're just saying, God, I don't want you. Jesus, I don't want you. You don't have any rights to my life. I'll do what I want to do. And you can't stop me. And you know that our God is such a loving God that he won't stop us. He won't keep us from pushing him away. He loves us so much that he lets us choose. God does not come and get us in a headlock and say, you're going to serve me. You're going you're to do what I want you to do or else. God is so good and so kind that when we reject him, he says, okay, I will not push myself on you. 
And when we come and say these things to you, imagine how that feels. A, a gracious God who allows us to choose to love him or to reject him. We never see Jesus making people love him. He, may, he allows us to choose to love him and to live for him. And, and he is worthy of our whole life. He's worthy that we live our whole life for him. He came and he lived a sinless life and died and took our punishment for sin so that we could come back to a right relationship with him. And after he has done all that, we say, think about that. After he came, he left heaven and came as a baby. A God who didn't know time and didn't understand time is now a slave to time. He comes as a baby, lives a sinless life, dies for us. And then those he dies for says, not here, not now, not you. How do you think that makes Jesus feel? He's asking you today, do you have time for me? Can I come in and be the Lord of your life? Can you come and and live for me to, to let me have your life? Can I have you right here, right now? I want to ask you, have you made room for Jesus today? I didn't, I didn't say anything to Landon, but Landon, could you, could you lead us in a song this morning? Could you do just as I am? Can you guys get the words for that? We're kind of uh, running on a different crew this morning. Lance didn't get to come this morning. I didn't get to talk to Landon about this, but... This morning, all the songs were asking and saying, this is who Jesus is. This is who Jesus is. And, and the question is always, this is who Jesus is. What are you going to do about it? Do you have room in your life for Jesus? Are you taking and making room in your life for Jesus this morning? See, I can try to convince you of, of, of the... Of, of the great things about following Christ, but the truth of the matter is right now, the Holy Spirit's speaking to somebody this morning and they're saying, you really don't have room for me in your life. You really haven't taken and made room for me in your life. You're busy with lots of other things. You got a lot of other good things going, but have you made room for me in your life? Is Jesus the head of your life this morning? I want us to stand this morning. We're gonna sing just a, couple of verses this morning if the lord's speaking to your heart you need to be really honest this morning have you made room in your heart for jesus it's the sunday before christmas this would be a great time to make room in your heart for jesus if god's speaking to you this morning you know you feel it you understand we got an altar down here we'd come down here and pray with you if you need to make room for jesus today Open up your heart and let him in. We're going to sing a couple of verses.